the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Well, everybody, welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck. We're from BuffaloSportsPage.com and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti, the man with the money. The man who doesn't have the money next year is Earl Thomas as we look at uh, what happened in week four of the National Football League. Uh, what an what an ugly scene! Uh, several it's been different an ugly ways. scene there, but it's it not, just not Paul, it culminated way, with what he did well, in the game. I mean, there. it's ugly that a player uh, breaks his leg heading into a free agent year, and the exit was ugly. Absolutely, the exit was ugly, or Mike. Awesome. But it goes back. To, well, <laughs> the, well, it goes kids back. Watching, it's ugly. Come on, yeah, it goes back to the last couple of years with him and this was and and everything that he did on that cart heading off was fueled by what didn't happen in the previous years yeah there's no question um that's frustration coming out that's financial frustration is what that is yeah um because he was playing his butt off for three and a half games before that happened honestly i mean he was doing everything right on the field when he was showing up and yeah you feel a little bad for him because he, you have to give him credit for doing what he's been doing, right? I mean, he's, 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 yes, he's being, um, you know, obviously really negative about the situation on social media in the in the public. He's skipping practice. Um, well, we're talking about practice, yeah, yeah. But that to me, that the stuff he said about the practice was just you never hear NFL players talk that way. Where he said, "I have a room, hangnail. Though. If I'm not 100, percent I'm not practicing," and we all know why. It just you just don't hear that stuff generally said in NFL circles. And and Earl Thomas took it to another level by saying, "You're not going to pay me. I'm not giving you my 100 percent effort, except during the games, because I know that's what's going to get me another team Wait. to give me that do you, money." Do you, do you think? Think that there aren't other players. Who oh, I know there are, but no one practice. ever we'll, we'll talks about it. I, okay. I, I got an, I got a fun story about that. We'll get there. Okay. Um, did you hear the Chiefs had a deal all but wrapped up for him for Earl Thomas? I did not hear no. that. That was I know right, that was rumored. That was the right team. It, it sounded like it was all ready to go after Week Four, and then this happened. So it was. It's, it's an even worse story, I think, than people are seeing on the surface. He's still going to get paid. He's a great player. Yeah. Um, He'll rehab. Somebody will sign him. He just may not get as paid as much as he was going to be paid. I don't know about that. He's 30, so yeah, that'll that'll have a factor. I mean, he's, this is his second leg injury, right? This is kind of multiple injuries for him now. I believe you're right, yes. Um, then he had con- was a concussion with him too? No. No. Boy, don't remember. Seattle, Seattle defense has been such a mess. Um, yeah, he's gone. There's, there's no question he's gone. Um, he's going to hit free agency. I, I will say this. With all these situations kind of coming into, into play here, it's going to be a pretty fun march. Yeah, for football. I just hope he doesn't hire Richard Sherman to be his agent. <laughs> that uh, he learns from his friend. I don't know. Right? There's a lot more guys starting to take that route. Um, yeah, they, he he needs to learn what Sherman did wrong in his contract. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yes. Sherman, well, Sherman. you're partly to blame for that because they can go on your website and see exactly what it is that they should be making and what yeah. everybody else makes. So, what do you need an agent but, to but do? But it's that not for? about what to make. I, I thought Sherman's numbers were fine, but Sherman built in per game active bonuses. Sherman built in. I have to go to the Pro Bowl to get to get a lot of money. He he did it. he bet on himself with pride, and now he's hurt, and he's going to miss out on millions of dollars. So we don't want Earl Thomas doing that. This is why. Um, we, SpotTrack.com 
is going to set up a uh, super premium service for professional athletes <laughs> yeah, where we will uh, come through and sit my, I know I'm inserting myself in this, Mike. Are you? Uh, your we contract will, expertise? Well, you're going to come up with the numbers. I'll negotiate it. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll handle the frontline negotiations with the general managers because um, I'm not afraid of that. I actually enjoy that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike will tell you, we'll come up with the value and targets and all the things that we need to get there because this guy looks at the stuff every day. So any professional athlete out there listening, you don't want to go an agent pay him uh, at three to five percent. Three percent. Yeah, we'll take yeah. one and a half. All right, <laughs> and we'll get it done for you. I don't know about that, but uh, every agent listening is right now. You got you, Sylvester. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, I do. I do think Earl Thomas is still worth nine million a year. I'll tell you that yeah. just because of what he does on the field. Sure. Um, we'll see if he can come back healthy, and, and obviously that'll be a big factor in March. But he's going to hit March, and uh, you know. He, he'll have listen. Agents are worth it. The agents are able to find the stuff out. They use the resources, and they'll go out there and they'll they'll make sure you don't make mistakes like Sherman made. Yeah, well, so but it, it wasn't yourself. all mistakes by Sherman because we've talked about this a lot too. It's it's what the NFL has become now. Yeah. You get the most out of what you can get, particularly a very physical player like Thomas, who you know is likely going to have a little shorter career because of injuries than someone else. Get everything that you can get out of him. Don't be on the hook to pay him for stuff that he's never going to produce for you and take the chance of him being disgruntled, but then say, hey, sorry, see ya. All right, but so what does this mean for Le'Veon Bell? One more thing before I get there. Yeah. Isn't this shame on Seattle? Uh, a team yeah, who but was it's how the business two, is done, isn't yeah, but it? Come on, a team who was going to be 2-14, and 14, right? I mean, on They should have moved him. You got to move him in the summer. Yes. You mean not? I thought you meant not because you're missing out you're on what, about, a third round. Not, pick you're talking now? about not trading him. I'm thinking yeah. you were saying not paying him. No, no, no. I mean it was clear they weren't going to do that, and that's fine. But you've got it. You've got to guarantee yourself to get value from him. I mean, what was it? A third? They were trying for a first. They were trying so for now. A they're going to get nothing. Now they're getting nothing. Yeah. And oh no! Absolutely. Isn't that shame on them? Because yes, that team's absolutely. going nowhere. Well, they're waiting to get closer to the deadline, right? Because the price we, would go up. Aren't we, we're seeing that more in the NFL that the trades are waiting more. Like they're trying to do what the NHL does, right? When NHL players have expiring contracts, they all wait to the deadline to trade those players, or wait till at least February, right? A I, month away. I've talked about this on this. It's podcast. a mistake. It's, it's a, a mistake. clear mistake. And I agree with you. Be the first team in. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right. Get yes. three more guy, weeks out of the guy. That's right. Get be the first team in because yes, there's longer to go on his current contract when you're doing. That I well, you know why they is, don't? It's fear. I know it's fear of of getting criticized for oh, you got too little. But also, there's there's the hope that if you wait, you can have a three team deal with seven players, and it can become this blockbuster, and you're going to get the best value back. And just trade the guy, right? This is this is this is exhibit A of why you just trade the guy. Yep. Because when you put those guys out there on in real games during the week, there's going to be three to four major injuries every week, and that that is in stone now. It's yes. in stone. Yes. Three, four, three to four major players are yeah. going down every week. This week, week. it was Earl Thomas, Tyler Eifert. You yeah. know, it was it's going to pile up. Um, as the, the as the as and we're going to get into this too. As the season changes, things are going to get worse. So, uh, Le'Veon Bell, let's get our five minutes of Le'Veon Bell in for this week because uh, <laughs> I think it's going to it's only going to continue. Um, That's how much he's going to play for the Steelers this year. Five minutes. Well, let's talk about maybe. That. Let's talk about so it. So now he says he's coming back. I throw the I threw the money out there last night. I'll say it again. If he comes back week seven, he's going to make nine point four million dollars off that tag, which you which predicted all fine. along, right? Yeah, half after the, year. the buy. Yeah, I, I did say that, but. Week seven is very uh, defining because it's right before the deadline. It's right before that trade deadline, October 30th, right? Mm-hmm. So you're giving yourself about 10 days if, if and when he signs right or, 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 during the bye week for Pittsburgh to still go out there and shop him, which I, I can't see happening. I can't see a team doing it, but 
You can't see a team trading for him. Sorry. I can't see the logic in doing it in, in a team trading for him, but I think it's going to happen now. Because you've got to pay him and there's no guarantee you're going to be able to keep him. Yeah. I, I, I really do think that's going to happen. I think he's going to sign that tag with Pittsburgh in week seven during that bye week. And it's significant that it's the bye week, right? <laughs> that there's going to be a lull that's going to give Pittsburgh time to go and actually get this thing done. He wants out is, is, what, I'm, is what my guess is. He wants out of Pittsburgh. He doesn't want to play a down for them this year. And, oh, well, because what's going to happen, right? This team is They're in trouble. on the downslide. They're, They're in, in trouble. trouble. They yeah. need offensive maximum power. Le'Veon Bell is want to give that to them right now. Right. Le'Veon Bell wants them to be a piece. He wants to be a, a weapon on a good team right now that he can be used kind of man- in a managed situation so that he can make sure he gets his money next March. If he if he signs and plays with Pittsburgh, he, they're gonna they're gonna work him to the yeah, ground. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna call his number three every three downs. Right? It's gonna happen. I mean, his risk of injury on this Pittsburgh team right now is worse than ever because they're they're seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel with these players. Right. So you're predicting that he'll I, I he'll, he he'll play, but he won't play for the Steelers this year. Um, now that we're four weeks into the year, and you're starting to see who's emerging well, as good and bad. Do you, do you have well, a throw me one team that might be willing to make the move towards Bell uh, for a trade? And then I'm gonna question whether or not he wants to give it his all this year. Go ahead. I, I don't have a team. Okay. No team. I, I think the Eagles are a possibility because they've had injuries at the running back position and they've got some weapons. But Carson Wentz doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's going to be... Not a, unexpected for missing yeah. all the time that he missed. I got a team. How about the Jags? Yeah. Fournette? Yeah. Uh, he's out, but isn't that just a recipe for disaster for him sure. as well? Well, Similar it, situation, right? The wide receiver core is, isn't really holding up. The quarterback is good every other week. Uh, I think if Bell goes there, they're asking him to take 300 touches for the rest. Correct. So and does he, he want to do that? that? No. No. That, that's, that's why, logically, I can't see him being traded because... Whether he's here or there or anywhere, that team is going to want the most out of him, and he he should not give it. Earl Thomas is Exhibit A. He should not give it all this year. He shouldn't do it. So you know what this is heading towards. Yeah. So I mean, so if these Earl Thomas, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, it, final year of their contracts, one year tags. Are, so do fans have to wonder? That their favorite athletes, well, the guys in the last year, yeah, they're mailing it in the final year of their contract. I'll use the NHL reference again. Final year of contract is amazing the years players have in their final years. the opposite of what we normally think is guys play their you-know-what's off in that last year to get the money for the the new contract. So it's kind of funny you say that. happens all the time in the NHL where a guy will go out and just have a great year (laughs) in the final year of his deal and then come back to earth after he gets that four- or five-year deal. Uh, where the NFL, it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be the opposite because of injury. One more thing on Bell, and it's actually really interesting, and it has nothing to do with the trade because, like I said, logically, I don't think the trade happens. And if it doesn't happen, and if he's in Pittsburgh, and I don't even care what happens for the, for the remaining ten weeks, let's talk February, right? Because the franchise tag isn't happening again. The franchise tag for Bell again would be the quarterback tag, which is like twenty five million dollars. So yeah, let's no let's way. throw that out right, right. now. Right. But there's a transition tag, and the transition tag is very, very interesting because it's when you're dealing with with the running back, it's either the top five uh, salaries for the running back position or 120% of what you're currently making, which in Bell's case, of course, is going to be that, right? That's the higher. Well, it's not 120% of $14.5 million anymore be because nine. per the CBA, it's what he actually makes. 
So, it, and, right. so now that it's nine point four million, you take one hundred twenty percent of that. You're talking eleven point three million. That's totally mad. Which is less than he made last year. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. So you tag him in February on a transition. Here's what that means. It's sort of like restricted free agency, right? Now other teams can make offer sheets, but Pittsburgh can match it. So let's say the Jets go out and throw five for forty, or sorry, let's say three for forty-five, right? Fifteen million a year. At three years, which is probably that's probably right. That's a little bit more than David Johnson just got out in Arizona on a three-year deal. It's going to be something similar to that, but teams are going to do it, right? He gets the transition tag. There's offer sheets. The Jets, the Colts, a couple of teams throw throw a big number at him. What if Pittsburgh matches? But well, if he's traded, that team could do the same, correct? Yeah, yeah. Transition All this tag? happens, okay. but let's just say he doesn't. Let's just say logic sets in. He's not traded. Pittsburgh transition tags him on eleven million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's an awkward the, the company Jets, picnic. Are they Jets doing throw, that to turn around and trade him themselves? Well, or cat, just to I'm not even thinking him. that. Right. I'm thinking he wants out, right? He's, he probably wants out. But what if Pittsburgh matches that offer sheet next year and he's forced to be on that team? They don't want that, though. I mean, Why not? You, he's the best well, running back in yeah, football. Yeah, I know, still. but but that that relationship is so volatile that I can't imagine oh, they would want that come in the room. Then you don't Paul, tag him. This come year. on. Then you don't tag him this year. You, you, you've seen it so many times. Business is business. Business is business. And when a guy gets paid, he's happy. Okay. He's just he's unhappy because he's not paid. Right. That's all. That's all. And because th- they've been winning, and he's, yes, he's got to love that he's a major factor of that. Right. Um, Trust me, he gets paid. They will be the the you know best of friends. Okay. All right. You wanted to talk a little bit about. <laughs> it will be. It's you wanted to wait. talk a little bit about the offensive explosion that yeah, we have talk, seen in the NFL. Here's where I want to go with this because it's from a team building aspect. It's getting really interesting. All right. The the NFL game has really switched its gears. Obviously, it's a passing league almost to, almost to a a fault. Right. And defense is just being blown out of the out of the system. I, I mean, if you've got a good defense, that's great. But if you don't have an office that can put put up forty points alongside of it, is that defense even worth your time? And we're seeing that across the league. We're seeing that in Jacksonville, who's they're not the best team in football, and a lot of people thought they would be with that defense and an up and coming Blake Bortles. Well, Bortles is who we thought he was, and they're sort of middle of the road right now. I mean, they're they're upper tier, but not great. Way to use a Denny Green Rift. We are who we yeah, thought that's we right. were. They that's are right. That's right. Playoffs. <laughs> no, um, but. It's a big shift. It's a big shift. Minnesota's in, another in example too. It's a great example, um, and the and Philly's right behind them right now because of what what they're not on the offensive scheme. Are we putting too much stock in the quarterback position, right? And 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 then further that conversation, are we putting too much stock in young quarterbacks? And I've said this before because if if it if it's that important to have a quarterback who's healthy and good and makes good decisions and has seven weapons, which is where we're going, then. We've, we're putting way too much on these guys' shoulders. And subsequently, if they get injured, your team is dead. Right. You're but it's dead. hard to get all those weapons contractually if you're paying a quarterback but, $25 million, but right? It's, but it's not. Isn't if, that the challenge here? But it's not if you do it through the draft. It's not. Okay. Right? If you if you go and find some third and fourth rounders, and they are, they're there every year. They're there every single year. You find these you know, these non, non-SEC players, right? Right. In these other conferences who you know can play, who you know can run, catch, I mean, you're not asking too much of these guys, right? I mean, when you're calling their number one every eight plays, you know, it's it's just learn the playbook. We're going to call your number when we're going to call it. These are your 10 plays, right? It's it's getting easier to see. And guys are so much better prepared for that because they're all playing but, spread but offenses all of that in college. Dictate, but all of that lies on a quarterback who's got brains, can move out of a pocket, can obviously throw accurately, 
But it's not even about downfield anymore, right? It's I mean, Kansas City's a dink and dunk team. They're it's, they're a twelve yard team. It's the old West Coast offense. That's right. It right? is. It is. It is, but it's just with better athletes. It is, but you're taking the running game out of it completely. Yes. And that's the problem. You, you don't have Roger Craig's anymore, right? With Bill nope. Walsh's system. Nope. You're not doing that. Now, the Saints are going to try. I'm going to put that out there. The Saints are going to try to use Mark Ingram in that between the tackles running role, and it worked. And they're going to still use Kamara as that weapon. And they're going to have Michael Tom. I mean, that team, their defense is terrible, and they knew they're going to be terrible. They drafted a couple of players to try to make it better, but I thought that was careless on their part um, just because of what I've already said. I don't even know that if you invest well, they, they, high draft picks in defense anymore. Well, but they <laughs> well, no, remember they traded they traded next year's first to get for Davenport. Mar- it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, in my opinion, based on what we're talking about here. Right. Should have gotten another wide well, receiver. I mean, and trading two first for Cleo right. Mack, that's, makes, that's sensible. That's I, sensible. But right. they got an edge guy. They got an edge guy that they, you know, that they needed to help, help a defensive end, and Kevin they, they had to make a move. Oh, I, listen, I, I would not want to trade next year, but they're going for it let, this year, so they figure next year's first is going to be 30th. Let me, tell you why, or let me tell you why I hate that even more. It, it's because of what it doesn't mean for the offense. Drew Brees is 40. Right. And they don't have a backup yet. Don't tell me Bridgewater's their backup. I'm not going to believe no, that till he's got a five-year contract there. He's not their backup. He, he, Breeze is still awesome. He's great. He's great, and he's going to be there next year. But then are they just going to rip the Band-Aid off? I mean, they're, they're, the Chiefs were smart because they put Mahomes behind Smith for a year. Other teams have to start doing this. They mm-hmm. have to. And this, the Saints have not. They're all in on 2018 sure. and 2019. All in. Because then Kamara needs money, Michael Thomas needs money, and then it's dead. Sean, you think Sean it's Payton dead. cares right now? I think Sean Payton is knows. It's, it's that a really good point. He's got Drew Brees. It's a really good point. And when Brees is done, he's out of there. We're done. He knows it. Yeah. Here, here's the other thing you brought up that just got me thinking. Why would you uh, if you're if you're going to spend some money on defense? It seems to me, why would you bother spending it on defensive backs? Because they can't cover anymore anyway. Get a pass rusher because that's the only thing that disrupts the ridiculously good let's, offense. I, I let's talk about. I, I disagree yes. that they can't cover anymore. Okay, let's, well, let's I, talk I, about it's this. so much harder to. Did cover you watch now. the Monday night game last night? Yes. Did you watch it all? Yeah. Did Von Miller actually make a difference last Not night? Not really. He didn't. Not really. And, and and I thought Denver blitzed way too because much. Because Mahomes was so good at throwing out of All the pocket. All these kids are. Right. All these kids want to be out of the pocket. They want to move. They want. It's an RPO, right? There's Chris Collins' words, buzzword for the oh, week. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, it's run it's, pass option for those who don't but know. That's what it is. And 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 I'm I'm actually starting to think that that. Blitzing off the edge isn't the most important thing to do anymore. But then look at what Mac is doing to change games he's, in he's, Chicago. He's an anomaly. He's he, because he's he's turning the ball over, and that is that is the key. So if you've got a secondary in place that can scout, tackle, and turn the ball over, that is that is the right way to well, do it. Well, you this. also watch how much Mac drops in coverage too. He if you watch he's him a, play, he's a freak. he drops in pass coverage Shame too. He's not Oakland. going every time. Uh, yeah, Oakland. I always you. said, I always said, having seen Khalil in college, the best thing Khalil Mack ever did in college was drop in coverage. That's right. He was amazing, but you knew the NFL he was never going to do that because he's too valuable rushing the pass. But he does it all the time. He's, he's a watch smart it. player. Oh, he's, he's and he's incredibly player. athletic. Yeah. He would be an, he would be the best tight end in the NFL if his career path had taken him I'll that say direction. This. And, and Miles Garrett, I don't know I saw, about that. I saw a lot of that Cleveland game. Miles yeah. Garrett really looks up to be up to, up to par with him. Yes. Look, you're going to have those dominant players who you just, you just got to do it. It because you know they're going to change the course of some games. My question is this: I watched that Denver that Denver defense last night, and they're a great defense. They're not as great as they've been, but they're great both in the front and in the back. And they sacrificed a lot of secondary to blitz yesterday. And I thought that's why Mahomes came back. I thought you you gave Mahomes, you you literally put the game he wanted in his lap in Patrick Mahomes, getting, making him get out of the pocket. 
you know, you you had short 10, 8 to 10 to 12-yard passes to Kelsey all day. Tyreek Hill got open all day. I, I think you sacrificed too much. So, yeah, it, I think it's changing the whole team building process. And we could talk about this with every, every single sport. Every single sport. You're having this in baseball. You're seeing this in basketball where the three-point shot is all that matters. Right? Don't even spend money on, run, on big baseball. men anymore. You're right. seeing the defensive shifting. You're seeing the home run versus the strikeout. Yeah, starting pitchers are, are being well, – here we are. We're in baseball postseason. The starting pitcher's dead. The starting pitcher is, is a relief pitcher. You're getting three innings, and then, then it's going to be next man up. So we're at that season. But uh, let, let's bring this back next week a little bit because I want to talk about how this cha- how all, everything we just said changes in November and December for football, right? Because it does. It certainly so, does. So we'll get there. We're going to transition to some – Baseball, baseball yeah. here on the SpotTrack.com podcast. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're coming down to it here. Yeah. Some exciting uh, games yeah. on Monday to decide divisions. Uh, this is uh, this is the, the best time of year for baseball. Here's where I want to go with this. We'll talk postseason as it sort of gets into gear because it's my favorite time of the year for my favorite sport. But I've got my end-of-year best value roster in front of me here because now, now that the regular season's over – um, I'm going to throw some names out there that I think you're going to recognize. <laughs> okay. All right. End of year best value roster. It's a. Uh, it, it's just crazy, Kevin. How all these sports are sort of lining up for these young players. It's crazy. I mean, we talked football here. We've talked about these quarterbacks, and there's a chance what that are, the the quarterbacks in the postseason are Goff, Mahomes, Wentz, right? Yes. I mean, total rookies. Uh, absolutely young, young paid players. Wentz, who didn't play, by the way, in the postseason last, last year. year. Right, he got him. Yes, there, though. he was. He was. He, well, he up get him there. Yes. Um, and, and we're just seeing so much that, and, and all of the sports we're seeing that outside of basketball, where everybody's paid. The guy, the, the ninth guy on the bench, is making sixteen million dollars in basketball. So, um, they're they're sort of the outlier. <laughs> but look at here's how we do this for baseball. We 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 use our true value stat, which is an algorithm, right? I'm, I'm not. There's no objectiveness at all. I don't come in here and say, well, that guy looks, looks better on the mound than this guy. I, there's none of that. It's just math. And when it comes down to it, obviously, if you've got a lower salary, you've got a better chance of being successful in terms of value. But we've talked about this all year. Mike Trout's always one of the best value players in the game. J.D. Martinez, who signed a $22 million contract with the, with the Red Sox, he's the best value designated hitter of the year. But then you start talking about just, let's just throw the money out of it, right? You've got all of the MVP candidates, all of them are on this team. And that's sick because that means that teams are not just paying less. They're getting the most productive value out of the best players in the game right now. How did the Marlins trade Christian Yelich? I was just going to mention. How do we go there? How do, how do we even get this? Yelich, right? This is like Khalil Mack all over again, right? <laughs> but you have but Christian Yelich makes $7 million a year and he signed for four more years. Right. And he is that fits in the Marlins payroll. He's unarguably the best player in the National League right now. He's going to win the MVP. He's the reason that they're in the postseason right now. They've got a phenomenal chance to, to get to the next round. I that that bothers me. Then you look at the the AL. You've got Mookie Betts, ten million a year. Uh, he's still in arbitration. He's going to win the AL MVP, I believe. Um, Jacob Degrom makes seven million a year. He's going to win the Cy Young. Blake Snell is going to win the AL Cy Young. He makes five. He's on team control, minimum salary. So the, the value is incredible. It's, it's, it's a little bit gross right now, and I'm, I feel bad for these veterans who are – I feel bad for teams who have to pay guys $30 million a year right now. Really. Outside of Max Scherzer, there's not a, there's not a player out there worth $30 million a year. Um, when not you, Trout? When, when you look across the board, well, he's making 24. Well, I, but we're talking about worth. He, he's going to – yeah, he's, yeah. he's worth 30 because he's, he's a value at 24. So certainly he's going to be the one that approaches $40 million and we go from there. But, boy, 
I get why we have this issue in free agency this year with baseball, where, where that's te- right. Yeah, that, teams that, didn't want to pay, or they waited to the last minute to try to drop the value. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it again with Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because when you look at this list, these are these are all these are not just low played paid players. These are the MVPs and the Cy Young winners. So why would you pay a guy thirty five million dollars a year? When you probably got somebody cheaper who's going to be just as good, if not better. Well, and that's where the analytics that's come right. in, right? It's uh, a big part the of it. Oakland A's model, a, a team that's you know postseason again, and you <laughs> smoke and mirrors. No, it's not smoke and mirrors. It's not. It's it's working, and we've seen it in football. We've seen it in in hockey for a long time. We've yes. Seen it, I mean, you've tried to pinch pennies in hockey for a long time, or tra- tried to stay under that cap, and there's a. There, there's, it's not an accident that baseball teams are working to get under the luxury tax because there's just no reason to go over it anymore. There's no reason. If you can, you build your windows, you flip your teams, you get your international players. There's so many options to keep your payroll low. Teams are doing it, and teams that are doing it with success are in the postseason for the next six weeks. <laughs> All right, which is great. You know, this is where this is the best time of year when you have. Well, NBA, we just had preseason starting up there. It is a great time of year. To your point at three-pointers, all I saw was LeBron shooting threes for the <laughs> Lakers the other night. But it's preseason. He's not going not gonna to go to the hole against some guy trying no, to make a roster. Like, not like, till, kid, kid me, not till Christmas. Yeah, he's not even, he shouldn't even playing a road game. No, right? yeah. no. Him and the Warriors take take everything off until Christmas That's Day. exactly right. Um, so, But NBA starting up. NHL season starts this week. Yeah. Uh, the National Hockey League, and of course, you, you're heading to Week Five in football. Some bye weeks finally happening in football, and yeah. then we have baseball. It gets, gets tough in fantasy for football now. Speaking of, we uh, we officially launched our basketball fantasy contest yesterday. It's open. It's active. We've had a pretty good m- number of signups already. It's really tough. I'm going to put it out there. It's really hard to pick 30 players, one from every basketball team, and, and try to the cap. We had to we had to jack our cap up this year because of how big salaries have gotten. It's like 390 million for a 30 man roster which is crazy, but it's really tough. So all you guys who do FanDuel and, and DraftKings and those kind of things out there, uh, it's, sim- it's a similar format, but we're using the real cap hits. So you've got to build a 30-man roster, and uh, that's going to run for the entire first half of basketball. So All right. That's free to sign up. Free to sign up. We're going to give away some money. So All right. There you go. Way to do it. Make sure you do that at SpotTrack.com. Hey, consider becoming a premium member of SpotTrack.com. You get uh, some uh, special content when you do so there. Ad-free experience. Sign up for that. Also, be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Make it favorable. Be nice. Uh, we appreciate you listening. For Paul Peck, for Mike Gennetti, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.